26% chance of failure. How much further? I, I don't know, I'm not sure. I never really come this way, but we're close. We're close, I know that. Well, now there's a 35% chance of I failure. I don't want to know. Thank you. I understand. Welcome to The Bagel Boys Show. This is a movie podcast that's not meant to be taken seriously, seriously. We go through different miniseries covering five-year-old films, franchises, and finally, actors. And this is our five-year-old film series on the movies of 2016. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Hey Daniel, what are we talking about today? I don't know. Uh, is this Kubo? Uh, in the two strings? No. Yes. No. That's a, that's next week. Oh. Is this Arrival? Um, no, we did that last week. Oh, we did. Okay. Yeah, you're right. right. What are we talking about? Um, I wonder... Star Wars, <laughs> nothing but Star Wars. So, we've been wanting to talk about Star Wars uh, since we were six years old, and <laughs> we've we been finally, in this fight since we were six years old. <laughs> we've been wanting a, an outlet for that because we didn't already, and so that's really uh, we pulled a whole ruse on everyone who's been listening for the last year and a half. <laughs> Really, it's been all about Star Wars. This is a Star Wars podcast, not meant to be taken seriously, seriously. We go through different series of films titled Star Wars. <laughs> Starting today, we will be exclusively only Star Wars podcast. But no, we, we had some people question us last year. Yeah, uh, and you know what? Stop questioning us. We know what we're doing, so shut up. Is that the direction you were taking this? <laughs> we would uh, like your comments and criticism. Um <laughs> We don't know what we're doing. We need help. <laughs> but no, last year, you know, we had our five-year-old film series, as we do on mm-hmm. the Bagel Boys show. Uh, and we did not cover 2015's Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. We didn't do it. And people were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's the biggest movie of the year. Biggest movie uh, of all time. America. <laughs> of all time, actually. I think it still is. And we responded, well, J.J. Abrams, here's why we didn't. Because it was JJ. That's who asked. It, it was right. JJ. He was on the yeah. phone with us. He calls us all the time. We we love Star Wars, do we not, Wesley? Yeah. And me and you, off the show, we talk about Star Wars all the time. Yeah. So it, it almost seems a little funny to do an episode on Star Wars because it's just like Chewie, we're thing. home. That's <laughs> Chewie. We we are home. <laughs> we're home, Chewie. <laughs> We've been. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Okay, so let's just kind of contextualize things a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Because, one, we didn't talk about Force Awakens because it's the seventh movie, okay? Yes. In a whole string of movies. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is what we are talking about today. It's the 2016 movie in our five-year-old film series. This is the Bagel Boys show. It's a movie podcast <laughs> not meant to be taken seriously, seriously. It's a movie pod race not meant to be taken Ooh, seriously, seriously. Movie you pod mean. race. And yes, uh, that movie is a pod race. <laughs> That's it. That's all that's in that movie. Uh, 
we're you know five year old film series. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We do other miniseries too, like franchises and sometimes actors. Sometimes. And this is you know our our miniseries on twenty sixteen. So, we're here now. We're ta- we felt it was okay to talk about this one because it is a spinoff. It is directly related to the original Star Wars from 1977. Mm-hmm. Kind of butts up uh, against the bookend oh, there. Absolutely, dude. Mm-hmm. It's right up close to that butt. Right close. Right there. It touched the butt like a, a fish named Nemo once said. <laughs> uh, and so, before we get into the movie, let's just... A little brief history uh, on Daniel or myself, because most of the people who are taking the time to listen to this know us fairly well or know of us in some way. And I just got to say, we got to come clean. We do enjoy uh, a war in the stars. We do. You know, we've we've uh, we've been around the block when it comes to Star Wars. I think I don't know for you. I first time I watched the Star Wars movie, I was five years old, probably. I. I think I was three. Yeah, I had to have been three because I saw Phantom Menace in theaters. Yeah, and I will say, I'll just come clean. I don't really. Re- I remember Phantom Menace a thousand. Yeah. That oh, Phantom absolutely. Menace was my childhood. I remember having like a a really large like soda pop cup, and mm-hmm. the top half was like Darth Maul. We had another one that was like Anakin with the pod racer helmet. Tight. So I know I I've been told I got you know, taken to the theater to see that movie. But what I remember that is it was on VHS and then it was on DVD. Was the cup. That's all you remember. Yeah. No, every, all the merchandise, everything. And it was Star Wars was Star Wars. That was the biggest thing Mm -hmm. I remember. So my dad was watching these all the time on TNT. So I probably, you know, five years old, just sitting on the couch watching empire, the first one. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, of course. Yeah. Like you said, the prequels were our childhood. Yeah. We were that generation. And seeing how things have evolved, this is the, I'm alluding to this, seeing how things have evolved now of being someone who was told throughout my childhood that my favorite movies weren't that great, and now seeing history somewhat repeat itself does uh, make me feel feelings uh, in my heart of hearts. But we are not talking about those today. Today we are just talking about Rogue One. And so in the context of five years ago, in 2016, Star Wars was back, baby. A lot oh, of people love Force Awakens. Uh, we'll never tell because it's not this episode. We can't give it bagels. But mm-hmm. it's safe to say that Daniel and I were uh, pleased by the Force Awakens. <laughs> we uh, did like to see our, our little buddies back on screen and the ideas of the Force and lightsabers and starships and galaxies and all this stuff going on. I with, found it impressive. Yeah. Most impressive. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just going to see great how many to... Star Wars quotes I can slip into, this slip into the conversation. Okay. This whole go. conversation will be just Star Wars quotes. <laughs> we, we've we dabbled in so many different things at this point. Like, uh, we saw, what did we do last year? Or two years ago? Because 2020 doesn't really count. Rachel and I went to see Empire with like a live orchestra. That must have been that pretty was, sweet. That was very, very sweet. That was a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. Um. A few yeah. trivias at a bar, and one of them was Star Wars themed. And Daniel and I actually had opposing teams at one point. That you was were at fun. a different table. Yeah. I was at a different table. We felt like it was too much uh, <laughs> to have both light and dark side combined. <laughs> that was a tough trivia night, even for big Star Wars fans. Yeah, because you know, we didn't we missed a handful of questions. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. It was weird because I I the ones that I got wrong. 
were the prequel questions, but I yeah, got all I of the that. new sequel trilogy questions right. That's it's like, fresh in your work? mind. It's fresh in my mind, I guess. I'm getting old. But The Force Awakens, it was fresh in everybody's minds back in the close of 2015 because it came out on basically Christmas week. Mm-hmm. And then next scheduled at that point, Disney had released that, hey, there's going to be a Star Wars movie every year for five years. And boy, at that point, I was very excited because I'm like, every year for five years? Okay. They gave us The Force Awakens, and then two years after that would be the sequel to that, Episode Eight, and then two years after that, Episode Nine. But in between there, in between the cracks, we got two spinoff movies. So we had Solo, and then this movie, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. So going into the theater the first time to see Rogue One, it was opening day. Yep. And I remember it was... Did we see it together? No. We did not. This is why I remember we didn't, because it went and saw it with Rachel, and then we immediately got in the car to drive to Illinois to hang out with my family for Christmas. Because, again, oh, okay. it was a very, like, Christmassy week yep. time, uh, and everybody was talking about it. That was one thing I really enjoy about these movies coming out at Christmas, is that most of the time you go there and everybody's, it's like the talk of the town is oh, the new Star Wars That's flick. all you're talking about with your family. Mm-hmm. Not another word picture. was spoken if it, did, if it wasn't related to Star Wars in some way. <laughs> You can gloss over all those family tensions and the family members you hate. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> just mine. No, I was just saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if my family's listening, I love you all. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit. I was doing a joke. You're all special. There definitely wasn't any tension that year. <laughs> Let me just take a sip of this. <laughs> Anywho, everybody loved this movie. Did everybody love it? Everyone did. That's what it seemed like because we came out of the theater and we're like, that was awesome. Got to Christmas. Everyone else was like, that was awesome. Got in line. Critics, that was awesome. Everyone's like, this is great. Uh, it had a lot of the the classic Star Wars, the classic Star Wars vibes that people who may not have liked Force Awakens a little bit happier with this one because it is a original story in that it is like the the prelude to the original Star Wars. So you get a f- spattering of familiar faces. Mm-hmm. You get the stormtroopers again in the classic outfits. You get a few uh, places and planets and whatnot. Maybe a certain Lord of the Sith shows up in Maybe. the movie. Maybe. So yeah, it was a crowd-pleasing movie. I still like that sure. you said the word spattering. I'm still thinking about that. Of familiar um, faces and characters. I gotta say something about this movie. Yeah. This sounds... Like a bad thing, but it's not. This is like a um, expensive fan-made film because it feels like mm-hmm. these. This movie was made by people who love Star Wars and know what it's about, mm-hmm. and they were in it because they were passionate about Star Wars. Yeah, and I love Force Awakens, but this has a different flavor of it, that. It very than much Force does. Awakens. Yes. Force Awakens is very much trying to. I know we said we weren't going to talk about the other movies. I'm sorry. It's okay. Force Awakens seems like it's continuing the story and trying to continue the legacy and this feels like it's hey it's filling in the gaps well it's like hey this is why we love star wars yeah so let's just have fun with it mm-hmm. Ab- it's, absolutely it's more of a celebration of the fans i think and it's got more easter eggs like the panda baba thing yeah mm-hmm. um yeah the kyber crystals i know that's not really uh there's just a lot of stuff that's like if yeah. you're a fan of star wars you're gonna be like oh okay i already know kind of what the shtick is here yeah. what's going on this was directed by Gareth Edwards. He had previously directed 
the Godzilla movie in 2014, which I don't think is half bad. I think it's not a, a, lot, it's not a bad movie. If you like the monsters, you're going to like the King of the Monsters Godzilla yeah. probably. I don't remember so. too much of it. I remember enjoying my time at the movies. Yeah. Frank good, Cranston right. is in it, isn't he? <laughs> Brian Cranston right is in it. Okay, yes, yeah. right it was. Then. It was right around the end of like Breaking Bad had just ended or uh-huh. was wrapping up, and so a lot of the marketing around Godzilla was very Cranston forward. Yeah, and he's not really in that movie at all. Yeah, uh, I went to the theater expecting a Breaking Bad sequel with Godzilla in it, and it did. Not everybody would be on math at that point. Godzilla <laughs> this hard step over the counter. Godzilla was point. you know snorting some blue, blue sky. I think that's the sequel. <laughs> After the scene credits. Yeah. After credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> you got what I meant. I did. <laughs> Let's stop it now. <laughs> Back to Star Wars. He is the one who knocks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So let's, let's, like I said, everybody liked this movie, or so it seemed, initially. Okay. So let's give Daniel these tomatoes. First thing we like to do is our initial thoughts, and we like to play the tomato game. The tomato game is basically my co-host Daniel here is going to guess what the Rotten Tomato critic and audience consensus was on the Rotten Tomato score. Mm. Tomatoes are not a great thing to rate your movies on, by the way. We prefer bagels. We are the bagel boys. We are the bagel boys. So just... We're just doing this so that way people, you know, out there can be like, oh, yeah, I've heard of the Rotten Tomatoes website. Maybe they don't know how the conversion system works with bagels, but don't worry. Like, it's fine. Tomato to bagels? Yeah. It's 1.75 tomatoes to every bagel. That's I'm, the math. I hope people are ready for a lot of math in this episode. <laughs> this is foremost a math podcast. Um, okay, so fresh tomatoes or bantha fodder, or as I call it? Rotten Tomatoes. We are fresh tomatoes. Uh, Critic consensus is this. Rogue One draws deep on Star Wars mythology while breaking new narrative and aesthetic ground and suggesting a bright blockbuster future for the franchise. Yeah. You know what else I like about this movie? Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking about this on the way here. Uh I like how this movie's so... I'm sorry. We'll get to the tomatoes here in a second. This movie is so focused on sacrifice. Yeah. And that's cool because all the other Star Wars movies, except for Solo, I've always been about like destiny and like sure you know fulfilling your destiny and this is more about just sacrificing and not like glorifying you are forgetting though that the phantom menace is pod racing that it was is a po- po- that was pod racing that is <laughs> it is first and foremost a pod racing movie yeah but no I just like how this theme of this movie is so distinct and different from the yeah. others yeah no you're you're definitely right it has yeah. a um no spoilers yet <laughs> can we just say the spoilers no we can't not yet the people got mad at us last time. did they get mad at us <laughs> who no i'm not naming names we were wrong did someone get, bleep out their name i'm not no one was mad tell is us. the word they were tell us feathers were ruffled okay Whose feathers were ruffled tell I'm, us bleep it out you didn't know it was eric <laughs> really <laughs> well he was like i didn't know that his whole family died <laughs> Oops. Well, jokes on you. By the way, listening back to that, it makes us sound. It makes it sound like he murdered his whole family. I know. It's such. I was thinking about that. It's like people who haven't seen it think this is about a serial killer who killed his family. 
So yes, we yes. we do spoil movies on the show fairly regularly. If it's not a underground hit or something with a big twist, we're probably going to jump into spoilers sooner rather than later. So that now that's your spoiler warning from here and into the future. Okay. If people miss this episode, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. So sorry, Eric, but everyone dies in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not everyone. Uh, the whole main cast dies. Right? Did I see that correctly? I think you saw On the screen. Right. You want to guess these tomatoes? Oh, yeah, the tomatoes. <laughs> the tomatoes. I'm going to guess an 89 for critics and a 70... No, 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 no. A 90 for audience. Okay, so 90 for audience yeah. and... 89 for critics. Critics was 84. Okay. Audience was 86. Not higher than that? Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm Refresh right the page. <laughs> Refreshing. Refresh it. Refreshing. Crunch the numbers. Um. Okay, so Wesley crunched the numbers. It appears I was correct. It's still loading. I've got slow internet. Okay. Well, that, just... Not really. I'm just looking through. <laughs> what are you looking for? Uh, I'm looking for different reviews on here because I hit that. Instead of hitting refresh, it's clicked the top reviews, the most recent ones from 2021. So here's some good insight to this episode. Oh, Let's see what uh, Eric Y. Absolute masterpiece of filmmaking. I love it. One of the best Star Wars films. Great new characters. Familiar, well-handled existing ones. Mind-blowing scenes. The best Star Wars ever was. No. Wow, okay, that's Stop Eric. That. So, But that's five stars. Now we got a three star from Michael K. Uh, Michael Keaton's here giving his take. <laughs> he said, it's okay. Worth watching for the final scenes. But the story itself isn't that well written. Things happen because the plot needs them to happen. The writing isn't there. Uh, Michael K. also... Hold up. What does it take to be a Rotten Tomatoes critic? Because that is just... No, no, these are people. These oh, are okay. I don't I go to the say... critics because I'm like, okay, they'll, they'll, they can think whatever. Like, we're yeah. not... We're not... We're regular. We're more of the average show than the well, critics, Because I was I'd like, say. if that's a professional writing that, then I could be a movie critic. So I was getting a little fired up it's getting oh, heated you're getting a little hopeful there for your new career path, <laughs> new career path. <laughs> i know i'm trying to make it yeah so people were happy critics and audiences alike really like this movie i remember seeing the headline on many different web sources that it, this was the best star wars since empire that's what everyone was saying everyone was like best star wars since empire but what other movie did they say that about <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second <laughs> uh that's a great point so when when i first saw this movie i really enjoyed it i'm not gonna lie i thought this was fantastic it gave me all the right star wars feelings that i like mm -hmm. helped me feel the force a little bit more very quotable characters which if you know the bagel boys we love that we and sure it just it captured this feeling that we hadn't had in a while of like, hey, we didn't forget where we came from, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like what you were alluding to with like the familiar set pieces and things and also just like the passion behind it. It definitely felt like it was made by someone else that wasn't trying to further the narrative. You're just trying yeah. to be a part of the world that's already existing. You're not really, I don't want to go as far as to say they weren't adding anything new, but they were definitely playing into something that we've heard about. This movie revolves around a group of rebels that are stealing the plans to the Death Star. So that way they can pass them on to Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Chewbacca. 
Chewbacca. Chewbacca. You love them. And so that way they can go have their movie called Star Wars. And that's so yeah. this is like I said, this the final shot of this movie is like one of the first shots of Star Wars from seventy seven, yes. the original. Yeah. So that 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 to me is someone who is a fan and who is nostalgic for all this kind of things. You know, it's like, yeah, of course, of course I like this. Like, come on. Like who are we talking to? Who are you kidding? We're talking to Wes. And so Daniel. I remember seeing this and I was comparing it the whole time to Force Awakens just because it came out the year before. Mm-hmm. And while I personally like Force Awakens a little bit better than this movie, I will say I think this movie is technically possibly better. Because you get the sense of it, like I said, that the people are passionate about Star Wars behind it, and they're not in it for the money or to make a big blockbuster hit to make a ton of money. Well, see, the thing is, credits won't work, only money. Credits won't work, only money. You're correct. (laughs) Your Jedi tricks won't work on me. (laughs) I'm a Jordanian. (laughs) Come on. The box office credits? You don't want box office credits? (laughs) Only money. (laughs) Oh, when is that Watto spinoff coming up? Yeah. Um, 2023. No, but I remember just being so pumped because I was like, I just felt like a kid again watching this. Cause I'm like, this is what I've always wanted. Like, I've always thought, yeah, they're probably going to continue the saga with a seven, but I've always wanted to see a low stakes Star Wars low movie. Stakes. <laughs> Lower stakes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, it's you're, not, yeah. but it feels like it is because mm-hmm. it's very, it's much more grounded, and there's no Jedi's. There's not, and so you hear about them, but no, there's yeah. no Jedi. So I feel like a kid again. Like this is what I always wanted. Yeah. I wanted a little adventure mm-hmm. set in the Star Wars universe. It's got a little bit of a heist in it, Wes. This movie is sort yeah, of a heist it movie. Is. I know. <laughs> it is did you catch it. that? I did. I did catch that this time. Around. I was like, ooh, they're planning to. Deal something you say? <laughs> Hold on, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did enjoy that. I did enjoy when they went to the place to steal the thing. And the only reason I say Force Awakens I enjoy better is I think I enjoy the characters they introduce in Force Awakens sure. more. Yeah, they're I think new. that one ups this movie. Mm-hmm. But technically, I think this movie just excels at. It's very grounded. It's very f- just fun and lighthearted. It feels low stakes, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know. Star Wars is back. Star Wars is back and in a new, fresh way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's our first segment of the show. So now we're going to look back. And normally we do same flick. Now we nitpick the things that we caught these years later that maybe we didn't like the first time around that still bother us or new things we discovered on rewatches. But instead, this time this category is called I've Got a Bad Feeling About This. Are you going to do a Star Wars-themed um, segments? Yes. Okay. <laughs> if you didn't catch that already. <laughs> they uh, do say that in Star Wars. That smells stink-a-wit. <laughs> the that smells stink-a-wit uh, category. Yeah. As Jar Jar would say. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, Where'd you get that? <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell. You can't uh, bring in soundboards to the studio yes, without we can. Like, consent first. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> Uh, but we, before we do this, what are we doing? What are we doing? I wanted to make sure that you talk about, hey, how's Rachel feel about this movie? Oh, Rachel. Rachel, Rachel your it. wife. That's the, the show. other hidden segment. 
among you know what what you've been watching daniel let's just throw every like non-category let's do it you know who should have been in this movie what tom cruise tom cruise should have played the death star <laughs> his whole face should have been the death star it's big big movie <laughs> you can put a big screen that's his thing now, right? Big movie, big screen. They could have called Ethan big Hunt face. to help steal the Death Star plans. All right, cool. So, which fake uh, segment that reoccurs would you like to tackle first? What my wife thought of the movie? No, let's do what you've been watching. <laughs> What's the last movie you watched? Just say it. Ryan the Last Dragon. Sweet. Goodfellas for me. Okay, continue. <laughs> Very different. Very. Uh, continue with... The category that we're on now or the fake uh, uh, no, other the, category? The Rachel category. <laughs> and then we're going to go to the Shay category. <laughs> this is for the wives. Our wives, uh, my wife's name is there's Rachel. No, yes. Daniel's wife's name is Shay. They there know is, that we yeah. love Star Wars. Uh, there's nothing that turns our wives on more <laughs> than to hear us talk about them on the Bagel Boys podcast. That's not oh. meant to be taken seriously, seriously, where we go through different <laughs> miniseries. Covering I thought yeah, five-year-old films. No, I'm not done. Get, get through it. Come on, get there. Franchises and sometimes actors. Sometimes. You said sometimes earlier. Oh, maybe I did. Uh, I thought you were gonna go a different route and say that's what gets them going is us talking about Star Wars. Oh, dude, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now this is pod racing well I, to be fair when we were in the south passage she did express her true feelings for me so that's how we fell in love shay and i went this is not a bit shay and i were working out together the other morning uh-huh. and she's been working out a lot i'm really proud of her and she's getting pretty Are strong you saying that no 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 this is not a bit okay and i told her honey you look strong enough to pull the ears off a gun dark what'd she say to that she handed me <laughs> her letter of resignation oh, from man. our marriage. <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> There's no spitefulness. She's just like, it's not right. It's not a good fit. It's not it. <laughs> oh, That's such a... <laughs> we're not even going for like the easy ones. We're not even easing into this. We're going straight for <laughs> credits, only money, and Gundarks. <laughs> okay, so this is my wife's favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, that's that's it. That's the whole thing. She What's her least favorite movie? movie? Star Wars movie, Wes? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, okay. You'll know. She she said Empire before, but that's mainly just because she... She's trying more, to get your goat a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> she, my goat's been got, sir. <laughs> Dude, don't share that information with us. <laughs> I miss him. I miss my goat. I want him back. <laughs> <laughs> been a long time what is this? i don't know <laughs> we were so focused and committed because we were like this is great we're gonna talk about a franchise for the first time that's been so influential to our lives no we're talking about goats. i need my goat back <laughs> the new segment where did wesley's no. goat go <laughs> we can't keep adding segments we're to gonna show. keep adding them no okay we're already like 30 minutes in okay. so where's the goat <laughs> Okay, bad uh, feeling Shay. about this. The negative. No, Shay, Shay's thoughts oh about this movie. <laughs> Shay likes this movie. Great for Shay. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this segment. Yeah. What are your nitpicks? There's a few. Okay. Okay. So Share them with us, please. The first thing is, 
I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. Some Say of these, some of these are not nitpicks. Some of the things are strong feelings I have okay. uh, uh, negatively towards some of the things about this movie. So Peter Patter, let's get at her. Okay. Um, the reshoots on rewatches are very obvious. They're glaring at sometimes. Mm-hmm. So this movie was reshot a few times. They they kind of pitched it to Disney. It was Gareth Edwards' cut of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really pitched it more. It was like there was a screening of it. And Disney was like, we don't really like it that much. And so they brought in another co-director and writer to kind of rework a few things. And so there's yep. a lot of scenes in this movie, particularly in the first half, that are just kind of thrown in there. Yep. Some of them are not all bad. The introduction to Cassian Andor, who's one of the lead rebels, along with uh, Jen Erso in the movie. I like uh, that scene. Felicity Jones is Jen Erso. Yeah. And Diego Luna is Cassian Andor. Right. We're getting to the cast in a little while. But yes. he's one of the main characters. His introduction scene is added. He's seen running through the back alleys, kind of getting information. He's a spy. Mm-hmm. And you see that he's working for the rebels, but he kind of kills the informant after he gets the information. So you know, hey, this guy's willing to do whatever it takes. And I like seeing that from the rebel side of things because it shows like, okay, the rebels are the good guys, but they're doing some questionable things over here. Right. Other things were added with the way they introduce Jin Erso after the death of her parent. Uh, Mira, her mother, and the recapturing, I guess, of her father, Galen. Right. And so they had a lot of stuff from her younger life training. And you can actually watch the trailer and see the trainer uh, talking to her. And it's like the voiceover of the one of the trailers. And so to me, it kind of lessens the impact of the character when something really like formative happens. There's an inciting incident. And then we just jump cut like whatever it is, twelve years into the future after all yeah. this interesting stuff and is just gone. You don't see a relationship with Saul. You don't, and we're supposed to care about it. So there's, yeah, there's a the lot problem. of character things in this. And I get at the end of the movie, I do like that they stuck with it and that everyone dies at the end because that's what we kind of that's what's alluded to yep. when it comes to the uh, you know the the actual original Star Wars. So if it they wouldn't did, make sense if they lived. if they lived, it would have been weird. Yeah, like, I where did they go during the New Hope? Yeah. But that being said, uh, there's hardly a time when I watch this now when I'm really invested in these characters. Whereas with the other Star Wars movies, that's like the main thing. Like I love the Force, I love Jedi, I love all the mythology stuff. That's a huge part of Star Wars. Don't get me wrong, but when I see characters like Princess Leia and Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Palpatine, all these people, you're really invested in the character work mm-hmm. in those movies is what keeps people coming back. With this, this has mythology. It adds a lot of different places and cool things to see. Visually, this movie is stunning. I forgot how good this movie It looks, looks great. There's a very... This movie does such a perfect job of creating scale with not just the work with shadows and how they set up shots for the different, like, AT-AT walkers or the Death Star mm-hmm. being built. We get a straight-up war scene. Like, yes. the whole third act. Yes, it's great to see a yes. war in the Star Wars movie. <laughs> We've seen the stars. Give us a war, Give us you? the wars, please. They yeah. did. They gave us the war. But I, there's a lot it of... It kind of affects the pacing a little bit, too. Yes. And the first, the first half is very, very rough. And I feel that every time I watch this. The first yeah. half is so tough to get past. So, yeah. For me, too, 
especially after you've seen it once, you're kind of waiting for that second half to kick in the whole time you're watching the first half. Mm-hmm. And so that can make it drag even more. Yeah. Um, something that I've always kind of went back and forth on is, so the main characters, while I think they do a good job, uh, Jen and Cassian, um, I struggle because I'm not that emotionally invested in them. Yeah. And part of me is saying that's a problem. The other part of me is saying, well, they're heroes who die at the end, so you're not really supposed to get too attached to them. But I feel like that's a little bit of a cop-out, because imagine yeah. if they made Titanic, and yeah. it was like, hey, these characters all die, so you're not supposed to care about them. Because I'm like, well, mm-hmm. so which is it? Like, are they successful, or are they not with us? Yeah. With making us really care. I do care about the characters, but I'm not... I'm not, no, I'm I'm not with, for I'm example, you, yeah, I'm not I'm dying you. for this Cassie and Andor show. No, not at all. Because it's like, I know how it ends. He, and they'll make us care. I'm sure once we get into the show, we'll like it and we'll get more invested. But it's hard for me to get amped about it. I care. You care? That was Luke. Oh. Okay, you can't just say, I care. <laughs> you expect me to get us. Wasn't I, that's the way I said it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they do, there's a lot of great supporting characters in this movie, too. So that makes up for it, I think. There's a f- two supporting characters in this movie that I think are good. Oh, that you think are good. Oh, yeah. you don't like really any we'll, of we'll get, okay, we'll get we'll into, into it. We'll get into it. Supporting. We'll get into like, it. rewatching it mm-hmm. uh, over the past five years has stirred up some other. Similar feelings I've had for Star Wars. I feel like a lot of people, because of being high on Star Wars, like we talked about back then and when it first came out, and saying this is the best Star Wars since Empire, there's a little bit of something I like to call phantom menacing going on with this movie. Meaning that the back half, the last 30 minutes, absolutely kicks all of the ass. Yes, it does. Kicks your ass in the theater, and you leave and you're like, wow. Your hind end is sore. It's so sore. And you're kicked. saying, honey, help me to the car. <laughs> my ass is broken in half by this movie. Also, where's my goat? <laughs> that was you to Rachel at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is, don't make this a thing, please. This is arable. Don't publish this episode. No. So, it's just for me and you. <laughs> just so I'm grown. It's organic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Phantom Menacing. You guys kind of get the the thing, but if you don't know, what I mean by that is a movie that just ends with a bang and that you forget all the bad stuff. But like as we're saying, this movie from a character perspective is, that's the weakest point of the movie, hands down. Because visually, I think it's pretty good. Uh, And by pretty good, I mean one of the best looking Star Wars movies, best looking movies of the year. Uh, Mm -hmm. The score is phenomenal. I think... Towards the end, they get their feet on the ground as far as the pacing goes. Yep. But, like you said, I can't get behind the explanation of things for almost every character. For Jin, Mm -hmm. we skip past a lot of her formative years, and we're just kind of told what she is. We have Cassian, who is definitely the most interesting. I like Cassian the most, Mm -hmm. because he's this kind of on the fence of good, evil, rebel guy who kind of does what he wants, like we've said. And so I like seeing how he's been in the fight since he was six years old, and he's very passionate about all of these things that the rebels are fighting for, and he's 
willing to compromise. Maybe, you know, yeah. part of his soul, essentially. That's interesting. He has that line where he says, like, he's trying to forgive himself for some of the things that he's done. Yes. So it's like, ooh, this guy's a little sketchy. They did the most with him. Yeah. And so then after that, you get two guys I really like, the Guardians on Jetta, and mm-hmm. it's uh, Chirrut Emway and Baze Malice. And they're You're talking about the guy who's one with the Force and the Force is with him? The Force is with him. Okay. And he is with the Force. He is one with the Force. They're force a... Basically, this kind of force-adjacent monk, and then this mercenary-looking guy with a beard and a gun. They look really cool. And so every time I watch this movie, I'm like, these guys are cool. And I think they are. But there's a lot of it where it's like they're in the prison, and the chariot's just kind of like, Baze was just, you know this is who he is and this is who I am. I'm like, okay, well show me that a little bit more. Cause they yeah. start to, they start out on a great foot. Their introduction is great. But then through the rest of the movie, it's like either have that in there or don't, don't start explaining to me these characters. Like I get it. I've seen whatever, however many that seven star Wars movies up to this point. If someone's cool, just let them be cool. You don't have to tell us that all the time. Yeah. I do wish we got more clarification on what a guardian of a will is. Mm-hmm. Cause me being a star Wars nerd, I, I understand it. But I feel like the people going into it are like, he's a monk who practices using the Force. Isn't that a Jedi? Like, aren't right. they the same thing? Yes. So I feel like that was a little bit muddy. Mm-hmm. They probably could have clarified that a little bit. Right. And what happened to make ba- Bay's um, lose faith, if you in will, the Force. In the Force. Yeah, or whatever. They don't yeah. really... Do they say? Did they explain not that? Really, in they, passing, they have... A... They kind of... they Not really. That's yeah. the thing. There's a lot of this stuff that's like, don't explain the mythology to me. We right. don't like that. <laughs> People know that the whole Metachlorians thing and explaining and over-explaining the mythology of Star Wars is really, really bad. But also over-explaining your characters is kind of a cop-out too. And it yep. doesn't do anything to make us feel connected to them if all you're doing is saying, hey, this is Bodhi. He's a pilot. They say that Bodhi's a pilot... 15 to 35 times in the movie i was like i get he's the pilot he's defected from the imperial order he's he's their informant basically i'm like okay just that's cool enough like just like show either either have him show up like halfway he's the other one who they added early on in the movie because there's like this interstellar like whiplash of things where you're going from planet to planet to planet to planet and introduce all your characters like just mention the pilot Halfway through the movie, he shows up. Riz Ahmed is a phenomenal actor. I think he should win Best Actor this year. We'll know by the time this episode comes out, so I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping he has. Did he win this year? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hello, future sad and sick editing Wes here. Uh, Riz Ahmed did not win the Best Actor award this year. That honor went to Sir Anthony Hopkins. And I'm getting a text message and the Oscars were also irrelevant this year, so I don't know why you would care about either of those things. But uh, there you go. Back to the episode. But, yeah, like, this if you're not going to give him anything yeah. to do, just have him show up halfway, and then he joins the crew anyways. Because there's no point to having him show up just to be on the sidelines with some weird tentacle monster, and then another character that we have to explain their backstory with Jin, who was originally in the movie, but they cut it out. There's so many. It's just messy. It's a little messy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say my last nitpick. That's fine. But it runs into our uh, character. Our next segment. category? Our next category. Yes. Oh, man. So I'm just going to say it, and it can be the star of our next, but it's really a well, nitpick. We're, we're going to get to the cast in a second. We are going to get to But first, it's one of our newer categories for this miniseries. You know what it is? 
It's our lukewarm Skywalker observation. Do you know why he's warm? Because he's in the Tauntaun. He is in the Tauntaun, sir. These takes are from inside the Tauntaun, so that means they're not really hot. They're not going to burn you, but they're going to keep you warm. They're not cold. These takes might smell bad on the outside, (laughs) but we will not acknowledge them, okay? We say these takes about the movie, move right along. So what is your lukewarm Skywalker observation, Daniel? I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me. I like when the blasters go pew-pew. I like when the blasters go pew-pew. What sound was that? What? Oh, sorry. What are you sorry about? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't think so. I just oh. thought I heard a, the sound of a blaster pew-pew. I like that. Um, you do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, blast blasters from the cast blaster from the casters it's got to rhyme somehow right it doesn't make any sense but we blasters make from rhyme. the casters sure okay so i'm gonna say it 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 explain oh, the category no no no, Everything... no no i'm ready to go i'm ready to go can't okay. stop me can't stop me can't stop me my nitpick is i do not like forrest whitaker in this movie oh boy. i don't think it's i think it's terrible forrest whitaker plays saw guerrera saw guerrera he is a rebel extremist which again is so interesting That's because cool. it's like he's too rebellious for the rebels that they're like he we gotta get rid of this guy but why did gareth edwards tell him to act the certain way i don't know it's not good the way he talks lies no lies there's you know, something going like, on with his voice is it the voice he's not is he supposed to be menacing is he supposed to be menacing? because he's not I feel like you're supposed to be kind of scared of him, but you're not because you're just yeah. Borgalit, he gets Borgalit out to you know. Borgalit is Saw Gerrera's pet tentacle. I love Borgalit. Uh, I want a Borgalit tattoo. <laughs> Borgalit is probably On the my Borgalit. Definitely the like, and I think this is this might be a hot take. Borgalit is this massive tentacles that can like read people's minds yes. and then it changes them or something it's awesome i don't know what it is i couldn't even tell you it is a thousand percent the weirdest thing in star wars oh for sure and of all the explaining they do in this movie they do not explain borgot borgot is love in this scene it's an alien monster mind reader and then it's gone it's out of there they use it to read the mind of the pilot because they think he's fake defecting from I, the embark. I know. None of that makes but sense. I love it because every time I watch this movie, I'm like, wait, what? What? It's so uh, weird. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> like, I never am able to mentally process Borgalit. Like, <laughs> what is this character? What? He's like, it's a lie testing creature. Yeah. It's awesome. It's give slimy. me, give me more Borgalit. Give me more. I, I love him. I say I'm with you on that, but you I, don't like him? You're not Team Borgalit. I don't have any... I can't form feelings on, on that. But don't you just love the... Just the bizarre commitment to put this in a movie and not explain I it? Yes, Yeah, it's it's just... I think it's just very creative. It's, it's uh, creative, sure. Yeah. It, but here's my thing. Just because it's creative and unique doesn't, <laughs> doesn't always equal good, right? Well, no, but I think it's on brand with Star Wars because I love that Star Wars doesn't explain yeah, a lot. No, like, yeah, like it is, but the it's fact just that weird. anyone can understand and speak Wookiee 
and not anyone. Well, no, I mean like any like a human can learn. Like, sure. I don't like how they explain it in Solo, but in A New Hope, Hans is talking to Chewie, and they understand each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved it up until Solo. They didn't explain it. Yeah, it was just cool. I was just like, hey, that's fine. I like that Star Wars doesn't always explain it. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. You'll hear us say that a million more times in this episode because this movie yeah. is constantly over explaining while simultaneously having a squid tentacle monster in it that can read minds and just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know Borgullet, right? Yeah, you Borgullet? know Borgullet. He's in the cubicle, you know, down the hallway. Yeah. He's in accounting. He works at, yeah, he works in accounting. Everyone knows Borgullet. Borgullet. <laughs> you stinker. Um,. Yeah, so Saw Gerrera, the owner of Borgod. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think Forrest Whitaker's doing a good job, which is so weird because he's such a great actor. I am always perplexed yeah. by this decision. I think, yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I don't think he's really that good in the movie. Not because, that's the, this is going to be the running theme of certain performances mm-hmm. in these movies. Great actor, great great actress, performance-wise in the movie, though, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's start, yeah. shall we? Okay, so here we go. Felicity Jones plays the main character, Jen Urso. Mm-hmm. The Urso family also has Mads Mikkelsen as Galen Urso, her father. This is like the driving heart of the movie. They're separated. His wife, her mother, is killed early yeah. on in the film. And it's her journey into getting with the rebels, getting some intel from her father about how to destroy the Death Star, and then stealing those plans. Yeah. Galen Erso is responsible for the weakness in Star Wars, which is nice because it kind of retroactively adds something to Star Wars. A big nitpick of, you know, original Star Wars for years and years and years was how can you have this massive star system that can be blown up so easily? Because people don't know how to enjoy themselves. They come up with that. So these filmmakers and writers were like, ah, ah, ah. Let's see, you had someone on the inside the whole time building it who knew what they were doing. I which, like that a lot. Which they do a very good job with that because it could it could easily be um, over-explaining like we were talking about with Solo. Yeah. Solo does it in the bad way where he has a last name created for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. But this is, you can read into it. It's like, oh, that's how Luke defeated so easily. Or you could just watch it and enjoy the movie. Yeah. You know? Yes. So I think they do a great job with that. Jen Erso, I'm split. I'm too. I'm glad to split. Look at that. Yeah. Here's something that I've always wondered. Mm-hmm. This movie, and I think it's a positive, they really went for a diverse cast. They got an yeah. Indian actor, Riz Ahmed, Hispanic actor, got Diego Luna. Uh, you have some Asian characters in this movie. Yeah. And I'm fine Donnie with Yen. I'm yeah. fine with Felicity Jones being the main character, but why did they pick somebody that looks so similar to um, Daisy Ridley? If they're trying to oh, do like a an all-new inter- diverse uh, cast, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I don't know. It's to me, I always feel like that was kind of interesting. And there was a lot of theories going around that she was related to Ray. Yeah, oh, yeah. This was which, still during the. This was one like because yeah. I bought into a lot of those. This was the one where I was like, guys, she's about to die in this movie. Ray would have to be like eighty by the time we saw her in the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I. I, there are certain scenes in the movie where I'm like, there's a scene in which she gets to, she it's revealed to her that her father is still alive. She has mm-hmm. been separated from him. She doesn't know what happened, if the Empire killed him or not. And he shows up on a hologram message to her. And he addresses her as he's, you know, creating these plans. He's ex- talking about the Death Star. He's talking about 
He calls her his stardust and that what his big plan is and that he's been working in secret. Yep. To destroy, you know, create a weakness. And she, she like, breaks down. She does a really good job, like, silently acting towards nothing. Right. This hologram of Madden's Mickelson. And it's phenomenal. But there's other things where it's, like, it, it might be the writing. It might be the pacing where I'm, like, okay, why are we... I don't buy you up against like the these other ragtag group of people where you just feel bland. Why do you she's feel very bland, bland where when these other people who are written less yeah. shine a little bit more? She has a problem too because there's really no supplement material they could write for. Which they, that's the problem. There's a problem they because had it in the movie and they cut when it out. When she joins the rebellion, mm-hmm. she dies shortly after. Right. So you couldn't really do cuz I'm thinking like what if they did a Disney Plus show spinoff for? What if they did like comic books? Have but they really couldn't because they. This is one thing. This is a big thing. They wrote a book. They wrote, they wrote a book about her in the time period when Saw Gerrera trains her after her mother was killed and her father was taken away. But that doesn't seem but like that interesting of a story. Maybe it's not, but they had that context in some montage esque form within the movie. They have that there, and. We just we just got the Snyder cut, okay? <laughs> yeah. This is the, to date this episode. We just got a four hour long Justice League movie, okay? Mm-hmm. We'll have our takes on that next year for the twenty seventeen movie because that's when Justice League came out. Anyways, back to Star Wars. Yes. Why can't we have the huge four hour cut of Rogue One? Because Disney likes to pretend that it doesn't even exist. I have the Blu Ray. I have the thing that should have the deleted scenes, right? Mm -hmm. Which they have for the other Star Wars movies. But for this movie, there's scenes and shots of stuff in the trailer. Some of them look finished and really, really cool. If any Star Wars movie needs that, it's this one. It's this movie. Release the three-hour version of Rogue One where you have Jyn Erso in the younger you know, years being trained to fight the Empire. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That makes me like her more. I like her okay. Uh, let's move on to Diego yeah. Luna as Captain Cassian Andor. Almost the best character. Almost, the best, almost character. the best character. I think he's very good acting wise. Mm-hmm. I think his character is interesting. Kind of the same problem as Jenner, so I wish we got more, which we will. <laughs> he which has will. The he's, got, he's got the benefit of He's getting his own show. show which, um, yeah. I would love to see him on a little ragtag adventure doing some shady... Shady Rebel stuff? Yeah, Shady Rebel stuff. That's actually the title of the show. It's called Shady Rebel Stuff with Cassian. (laughs) I love it. Yes, a buddy comedy. Laundering money. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. He's the one who knocks. (laughs) Um they also kind of shot themselves in the foot with yeah. announcing Obi-Wan Kenobi show <laughs> because it's like you can't tell There's me too that many Star Wars shows. Well no, I'm saying you can't tell me <laughs> anyone's more excited for Cassian than Obi-Wan show. <laughs> no one is, but you have to stop at some point. Disney no, you, you don't. have to stop. You don't. There's too Keep many. It going. So at this point we have Obi-Wan in development, Cassian Andor in development, yep. the Dark Alkalite in development. We yep. have uh, the the Rangers of the New Republic. We've got the Ahsoka that one's on the show. fence because Cara Dune's character was supposed to be the star of that, and Gina oh, Carano okay. got fired. Okay, so, so we have Lando. five, Lance six, maybe seven shows. Ahsoka. No, yeah, I said, oh, you said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. oh, anyways, my point is this: you gotta, <laughs> you gotta chill, guys. No, keep it going. Oh, a Mandalorian other season yeah, and the Boba and Fett, the Bo- book of Boba Fett. Yeah, the Lord. book of Boba. 
is an entire book. I love That's, it. I just I'm, I'm okay worried about oversaturation because I have no choice, you guys, but to watch all of this. <laughs> I don't at this point. I'm in too deep. I couldn't get out of Star Wars if I wanted to. I've been in this fight since I was three years old. <laughs> it gets younger every time. <laughs> I had a little sippy cup of Darth Maul. I'm in it for the long haul at this point. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Donnie Yen as Chirrut oh, Mway. Well, and... I was gonna say something real quick. Oh, Diego Luna. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you know what he's going to star in in the next coming years? The Cassian Andor show? No. Okay. <laughs> what? He's going to be in the Scarface reboot. He's going to play Scarface. What? This is why. I don't know. I don't have any attachment to this movie. It was why. Just make a new movie. Why to me? Or like no, a, not why. Oh, to okay. It's rhetorical. General. Why? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't well, know why we need that. Do we? I don't know, but I feel like he could be cool. Sure. Well, People, people could be cool, Daniel. People? We could have been cool. <laughs> no, we gave no. that up a long time ago. <laughs> no, in a shot. galaxy far away, we did. So Donnie Yen plays Chirrut Mway, and we'll throw in Jang Wen as Baze Malice. Okay. Okay. They're the, two, the two guardians. We show up. They show up on Jetta. Jetta is the planet that has all the Kyber crystals, and the Kyber crystals are what powers the Death Star's laser. Stormtroopers and commanders and whatnot are running around trying to get all this stuff. And so they're kind of hiding out on the planet, causing trouble with the, the stormtroopers and whatnot. And so, like I said, they're they're more interesting to me because of they're just given chances out the gate to be cool. And mm-hmm. Later on, they do the over-explaining. But, yeah, I think they're cool. I think their performances are good. I think the writing for them isn't all that great. But, I, like, Donnie Yen, I feel like, the uh, is the one that everyone remembers the most. Because I felt like everybody was like, hey, I'm one of the Force of Forces with me. They like that. It reminds them of the Jedi. It's cool to see someone who's not blatantly using the Force, but he might be Force-sensitive. It's mm-hmm. it's cool. You get to see that next level of, like, mythology at it, where it's like, this is definitely yeah. a religious thing. You get more context for how people live in this world with these characters, you know? I, uh, I like that Chirrut is in this. Um, Great. I'm glad. No, that's my take. No, because... Here. Because they needed to have a character linked to the Force, but I didn't want a Jedi in this movie. Yeah. So I thought they were smart in putting him in there. Yes. Uh, I feel like they try to make him uh, the comedic relief in some moments, and I don't think it kind of works too much with the whole, I'm blind. Yeah. You know? um, Baze seems like the much cooler character. That yeah, he's I would a little g- gruffer. That's who I would go, you know, when I'm going to a Star Wars movie, that's more the character that I want to hang out with right <laughs> but they didn't you know give him much to do yeah by like their rapport and how they work off each other so yes. i like him yes i would get their action figures oh yeah very cool action Absolutely. figures indeed oh. um we've got probably one uh, top five star wars villains in director orson krennic played by ben mendelson okay wes this is like one of the coolest Star Wars characters. He's, I love Drake. He's very cool. He is very cool. I love this guy. He is tenacious. He's a go getter. He's a go getter. And you know what? Move over, Piet. And you know, just all those. Admiral Ozzel, get out of here. Ozzel, yeah. Uh, because I like him because he is menacing. He's intimidating. You actually feel a presence with him. He's, he's not very, a lackey. Yeah. No, he's he's 
he's here to stay. He's very proud of his work. He's he building is. the Death Star. And then CGI Grand Moff Tarkin comes in and is like, hey, that's cool. I'm going to take all the credit for your Death Star toy that you built. <laughs> it's my toy now. And Krennic is Tarkin. very what upset. What a douche. Yeah. Uh, no, I like him too because uh, he's just... He feels evil, and I know that's yes. stupid. No, yeah. But the other admirals in the old, you know, the Even old some trilogy, of the new movies, yeah. they just feel like, you know, they're very much puppets, and they just kind of go about doing their job. You know, they got a job to do. They're just, like, trying to get their paycheck from Vader, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So they could go down the space chase and provide for their families, <laughs> you know, who don't appreciate them. <laughs> uh, but this guy, he's, like, evil. He enjoys, you know, doing the wrong thing. He enjoys working for the Empire. He's a loose cannon. You don't really know when this guy's going to explode. So it gives that little extra spice to someone who's normally, like you said, just kind of punch in, punch out, who listens to Vader all the time. Or yes. You get to see those jealous feelings in this, this hierarchy of Imperial commanders upon Grand Moffs and, and whatnot. You know, I like that. You get the insight behind the scenes to these Star Wars factions that we already know and love. So... Mm-hmm. I think that's why he works more so than the great performance. He seems like he's in... He seems like he's excited to be in a Star Wars movie. It seems like Ben Mendelsohn showed up. He's like, oh, man, it's Star Wars, you guys. I I love this. You know? Mm-hmm. So a big thumbs up for me from Ben. We've got Riz Ahmed. Let's talk about him very briefly. He is Bodhi Rook. He, he is the worst example of, of everybody because, again, he's one of the most interesting premises is defective pilot this defector pilot from the imperial side is gonna kind of give this information to the rebels and they just explain that he's a pilot it's him he's the pilot he's a pilot he's a pilot he himself says i'm Bodhi. i'm the pilot pilot resume's a fantastic actor he has his pilot license he does have his pilot license and he just it falls the flattest for me uh, every time he's on the screen because... It doesn't fall the flattest for me. Maybe the most disappointing. Different. <laughs> I guess if that's different. Just thumbs down. Thumbs down. We've got thumbs the other category down, to move on to. Yeah. Um, before we do, though, let's talk about the best character in the movie, played by your boy, Alan Tudyk. He is K2SO. Is he the best character in this movie? He's, uh, he's my favorite character in the movie, which mm. means he is the best. So, he's probably my third favorite character in this movie. That's a weird way to say first, but okay. Uh, third. He is this wisecracking droid. He's combative. He is helpful. He is this reprogrammed Imperial droid who follows Cassian around. He's he's They've got this dynamic of a harder-edge rebel version of Han and Chewie, and I think that's why I like them so much, because they are piloting the ship that their our heroes are flying around on they're got quippy back and forth he's very sarcastic and he's voiced brilliantly by alan tudyk and so yes this is another one this was alan tudyk's year he got to play those characters in zootopia and moana and now he's here as k2so and he's making that disney money he is making that disney money for sure and i i hope that he's back in star wars in some other fashion too not as this, obviously not as the same droid because the droid dies but just give him another well he'll be in cassian i'm sure i'm sure he will be in the yeah. cassian andor series um but i just mean in general have him voice another alien or something it'd be fun oh you and alatonic yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i 
I won't go as far to say that he is the best droid in Star to. Wars because I love my little R2. Yeah, don't you dare but besmirch the great name of R2. He is in the conversation because he's getting stuff done. He's getting stuff done. He, is, he sacrifices himself. He catches the grenade and tosses it over his shoulder. Yes. All the good things you want in a Star Wars droid, he he's know. got him in spades. Do you like him better than C3PO? Oh, yeah. Do you? Well, it's tough just because C three P is so classic. Sure, but I mean, as a, I mean, yeah, this is the new hotness, Daniel. I know. Was C three P ever like, like I get what you mean by classic, but like, but you love to hate C three P. Yeah, he's a he's a nuisance. I know he doesn't get as much credit because R two is funny because of C three P's delivery of the, his translation of R 2s lines. But man, that guy's just a chatter mouth. Cass, uh, can't, or not, K2SO would tell C-3PO to shut the hell up and throw him out of the he spaceship. He would and have if no he time. saw Han and Lan making out, he would keep a respected, he would. respectful difference. He is distance. a wingman through and through. <laughs> he would stay back. So, it is that time for... Mmm, potent these quotables are! Oh, God. We're doing some potent quotables from this movie, and this movie has... A slew of them. So Daniel, we want to get off on these quotes that we found memorable, funny, exciting. Wesley, the first thing I said to you when I walked in your house was, there's a quote in this movie that I never caught before, and it really tickled my funny bone. Yeah, I'm excited to see or and hear what that is. I'm yeah. going to tell you exactly what it is. What? Um, <laughs> it's the scene where Jen Erso is trying to convince all the rebellion to fight. You know, it start mm-hmm. it kicks off the third act. Yeah. She's standing around the table saying, you know, you know, giving her, you know, this is the right thing to do speech. And you hear these two drunk guys in the background. I and one of them is going, What is she proposing? <laughs> and this other guy this other guy across the bar goes, Let her talk. And I was just like, if Wes and I were in a Star Wars movie, <laughs> I would be chomping on a burger, drinking some blue milk one. What's she proposing? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Is that a Wookiee? Is that Watto again? <laughs> ah, we missed the pod race. The Boutique Classic is over. We missed it. <laughs> We'd be watching the pod race at the space bar, watching TV. <laughs> What's she talking about, Wes? Did Ben Quadraneros win? <laughs> no? All right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but that really cracked me up. Yeah, no, I didn't catch that. Go back that. and listen to it. I'll have to, to go it. find that. Especially yeah. with earbuds, because it's just, yeah, you can hear them a lot clearer. It's, it's really funny to me. Watching a Star Wars movie is special, you guys. One of the ones that I thought of, because I was, like I do, I rewatched the, uh, the trailers for these movies. This m- quote is generous, so it's kind of in that same part of the movie, but she's kind of around the table with all the rebel leaders and she's like well this is a rebellion isn't it i rebel i'm a rebel you know and it was such like a fan favorite line in the trailer but they don't say it in the movie that's something Mm -hmm. that i was like huh and again it goes back to the reshoots thing one of my other favorite ones from favorite droid is he's like congratulations you're being rescued (laughs) when he rescues jen for the first time breaks her out of prison i like that like when Chirrut says to uh, Baze says to Chirrut, "Good luck," and Chirrut goes, "I don't need luck. I have you." And then Baze gets off his butt. And he's like, "All right." He didn't want to join, but he's a They're pal. They're friends. They're pals. They are pals. Star pals. 
Uh, we got a dad joke in this movie. Uh-oh. Dad joke alert from the best dad in the galaxy, Darth Vader himself. Oh, Krennic yeah. comes to Darth Vader's little uh, Sith temple, and he's telling him, you know, all about his evil plans with the Death Star and what he's going to do to the Rebels and what's going to happen. And he's leaving, and Darth Vader force chokes him a little bit because Krennic was getting sassy with him. And he's like, be careful not to choke on your aspirations. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> we got Darth Vader making dad jokes in this movie? Daddy Vader. Where's that Disney Plus? <laughs> I want dad joke Vader. Please. You want daddy Vader? Yeah. Um, he's, he's like grilling with an apron on on a Sunday morning. I'd watch it. There's... A quote from a character that I want a Disney Plus series spinoff about. It's the old man who goes up to Vader while he's in the tub, basically. <laughs> the back to tub. Uh-huh. And he's going, Director, no, Lord Vader, Krennic has arrived. And you just see, like, <laughs> he's making this ridiculous face. He's got a cloak on. What is this guy's deal? What's his job? Yeah. What does this guy do? I want a whole... He is Imperial announcer. He is the messenger. (laughs) They send him... I think he's homeless. There's too much technology and firepower going into the laser of the Death Star, so they didn't have time for, like, a messaging system. So they're just sending this old fart around, (laughs) giving people messages? Uh, Yes. Grenick, we'll see you now. He's just got that one line, right? That's yeah, it. I think yeah. he's kind of the Alfred Pennyworth of the Vader mansion. Sure. I can see it. <laughs> he is. All right. Well, there, there's there's so many. Uh, I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like that he's calling her Stardust. That's really silly to me. Stardust. I do like that his nickname for Stardust. I like at the end. When you like it? I do like it. Oh, okay. I think it's cute. Star Wars can afford to be cute sometimes, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, probably to end, one thing we have to mention here is Orson Krennic, director Krennic, has become an absolute meme and a half. You can't go two pages on the internet without seeing a meme of this guy. Like in Krennic? Oh, yeah. I like when he... <laughs> he's he's so like demanding which makes him so great i think that's why he's such a great character but he's like looking out the window the rebels are at the front door making a ruckus blowing shit up and he's like looking at everyone like guys are we blind deploy the garrison like he's so pissed off that he has to tell these people like yeah. defend this place please yeah he's a boss yeah. you know what he kind of convinced me that I would want to join the Empire. Got a great death scene, too. Exactly. Oh, he sure does. As the climax of the movie is rolling around, our heroes have stolen the plans. They successfully transmit them off of the Imperial base on Scarif. And we see the Death Star that has been ordered to blow up the base on Scarif to mm-hmm. try to stop the Rebels. And so, little do they know, the plans have already been transferred by a satellite up to the Rebel starship. And we see the Death Star shoot its laser, which is still in development, so it doesn't explode the planet right away, but it makes, like, a nuclear bomb go off right on this base. And you see right at the tippity-top of that tower is Orson Krennic just looking down, or, sorry, looking up, rather, at the Death Star as it is primed and ready for fire, and it just, you see it from a great distance away. That's what I mean by scale in this movie, that the top of this tower just gets murked right off the top of that tower. 
the rest the the other ending on Scarif is great too with the rest of our characters. Like we've kind of said, there's some we care more about than others, and I what I have to applaud the movie because you do have a very attractive leading uh couple of actors with Jin and Cassian. Yes. Correct. And so normally I feel like what they do is they look at each other and they start a little smooch. A little uh, smooch, uh, old death smooch. Old death smooch goodbye. Uh-huh. But no, they just kind of you know sit there on the beach and kind of accept their fate and they, you know, they because not every movie yeah. needs a love story. They gave it. They There's gave a novel a hug. idea. They give a hug. Yeah. There's a it. novel idea. Maybe you're not supposed to find the love of your life every single movie. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're not. Um, I got a hot take for you. What is it? I think Tarkin looks fine. A lot of people hate on Tarkin in this movie. Yeah, there's there's two CGI characters. One Leia looks like trash, but Tarkin looks cool. Tarkin, uh, I think they did a good job with it. Yeah, he looks noticeably different. I won't, but I'm I'm not. This was also recently complained about in the Mandalorian. Uh, spoilers for the Mandalorian: three, two, one, where Luke Skywalker shows up, and it's the same thing. CGI Mark Hamill. That so, didn't look it that good to me. I know you were more critical yeah. of that one. I'm because I think they did I will, the facial expressions really well with Tarkin. I think that's yeah. why they failed with Luke. They showed a lot more of Tarkin than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be kind of from behind like just the back of his head the whole time, but no, he's turning around. He's pointing fingers. He's stomping around the Death yep. Star. Um and then Leia's got one line at the end and it's very clear that they like spent all of their money on Tarkin, and then Leia they kind of rushed at the end. Yep, they have fifty dollars in their pocket. It's like, like well, uh, what are we gonna do? Slap She's gonna say screen. hope. Yeah, the rest of this movie though, as critical of that as we may be, it looks very, very, very crisp. It's a very crisp looking movie when crisp. it comes to special effects, and that's what you expect from a Star Wars movie. Is it's always pushing what special effects can do. So even though this one didn't work out. Perfectly this time. I like that. That's like classic Star Wars to me. Because seeing something you haven't seen before. I know other movies have done that. But this was the first one that like kind of made that leap. Where it's like we're going to have this character who's CGI'd. Who is a since passed away actor. On screen. And try to replicate it as, as much as we possibly can. To have him mm-hmm. in the movie. Because it makes sense that he would be there. Um, and, uh, other ending thoughts would be. There is a lightsaber in this movie wielded by one Darth Vader. So there might not be a Jedi in this movie, but there is a absolute Sith Lord unit. A Sith Lord? <laughs> named Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader, in absolute full power. And so this is where we're getting to the whole thing, where it's like, as you hear me talk about this, it's happening like it happened to me in the theater five years ago, where the ending scene, the director was kind of talking about, it. this is one of the scenes that was added in the reshoots where they're like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if... And I want to say right now that uh, people have complained about the producer Kathleen Kennedy and how she's ruined Lucasfilm or ruined Star Wars. You can't have it both ways. Kathleen Kennedy gave the big old thumbs up and green light to make this happen three months before the movie was supposed to come out. Yeah. And so... One of the cool things they had to do was the, the, the lighting of the lightsaber. You see the silhouette of Vader yep. in the hallway. They had to like illuminate behind him because if you don't have light behind him, you're just going to see like the lightsaber in this dark hallway. You have the fog. And they mimic his movements from the original Star Wars so that mm-hmm. way it doesn't look like he's doing anything new. Everything that we see in that scene is something... 
that was established in the original trilogy. So he's not busting yeah. out any crazy force powers, but he's absolutely busting through the rebels and through that door to get those plans as it's uh, whatever, 30 feet in front of him. He's almost there, almost there. And the rebels get away. Of course. Well, I like how not, it's not flashy. He's no. just walking down a hall and just flicking his wrist. Yeah. And that just shows the power of Darth Vader. Yeah. You know, he is, he's not, couldn't be bothered by these. He's not guys. doing lightning. He's not doing flips. He's not, you know, spinning his lightsaber. He's just walking down the hall, mowing them down. Absolutely mowing them down. He's and got it, a lawnmower. It just adds, mowing them down. He's like a dad. He's mowing the lawn on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> just like a dad. He had to put oil in that lawnmower that morning, so he's a little grumpy. <laughs> they, uh, it's it's it adds to Star Wars too because that's how the movie kind of ends. Is Darth Vader almost got the plans? He killed a bunch of dudes, and so when you see him invade the next starship over, mm-hmm. that you see the fear in these people's eyes. And so yeah, that was already established in that movie very very well to set the tension. But now there's like if you watch these back to back, it's like oh man, this guy's coming. Oh man, yeah, Daddy Vader's coming to kill us all. They let the big dog hunt. They let the big dog out. He's just chomping at the bit for some rebels. And so that's how this movie ends with that. Yeah. At, yeah. Like, how could you, as a Star Wars fan, how could you not be on Cloud Nine? So I don't blame anyone if they were a little bit higher on this movie than maybe necessary. And I don't blame anyone who says this is their favorite Star Wars movie because it has all of these Star Wars elements that you need you for a good cover Star your Wars movie. Before Rachel gets home. Yeah, well, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> kidding. Yeah. I take everything negative I said back. Uh, Baker's uh, Dozen. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> yeah, what are your final thoughts on this, Daniel? Final thoughts? I mean, it's a Star Wars movie. You could turn this movie on anytime, any yes. day, and I will sit down and have a grand old time watching it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Not a single Star Wars movie that I would honestly... Not do that too. Mm-hmm. You may disagree. I definitely disagree. Yeah, but that's just me. It's fine. <laughs> Flat twist. <laughs> West was the biggest Star Wars critic all along. <laughs> he hates Star Wars. Um, do we want to do bagels? Rewatchable scale and bagels. Yeah, rewatchable scale. I'll do if it's on for me as okay. a Star Wars fan because there's so many memorable quotes and set pieces, and especially that back third of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to bullseye Womp Rats with my T-16 back home, Dan. Yeah. I'm, I'll am i bullseye this movie anytime it's on in the back half. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta love the last half of this movie. Yeah. First half, it's a little rough to get through. So if, I, if it's on in the background, I'm, my eyes will get glued to the screen in the last 40 minutes or so. It's, it's just gonna happen. It's like a, mm-hmm. a law of nature, if you will. What about you? Uh... I'm going to say seek it out. Mm. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Go to your local Tashi station rent this sucker. Uh-huh. You know, I can't imagine anybody not having fun with this movie. It's an easy movie no, to like. Yeah, yeah. Easy movie to like, even if you're not a sci-fi fantasy fan or a, you know. No, I feel yes. like this also appeals to people who may not be huge Star Wars fans. thousand percent. You um, couldn't have said it better. I think they, this is similar to the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies to where anybody could have a grand time jumping into it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's not similar to that in tone. No, not similar in tone. Similar like in the a, sentiment an of... Entry, an entry point. An entry point. And you know what? It exactly. is great in that aspect, too, because you're not given all the Jedi stuff yet. Mm-hmm. You don't get any re- spoilers for Star Wars at all. You really don't, because it's nope. all pre... 
Star Wars. It's good guys stealing from plans from the bad They're guys. They're stealing stuff. This They're is the heist stuff. movie, Daniel. This was almost called Rogue Eleven. Rogue's Eleven. Rogue's Eleven. That's one other thing. Rogue. Rogue One. I like to imagine when they're kind of like trying to sneak past the rebel like security yeah. guard. Like, what's your call sign? What if he couldn't come up with something? He just kind of stumbled over his words or just like got something really like bad. <laughs> Much like we did with our show. What do we call it? Bagel. Boys? Bagel boys. Bagel boys. That's how we came up with it. That's what we call it. Bagels. Bagels, It's yeah. Star Wars. I'm going to give this ten bagels. Jeez. I have to. Have you no shame? No, it's ten bagels. I, I can't give a Star Wars movie less than ten. I what love this I series. Like, what if I, like, strong-armed you into a baker's dozen? I'd do it. No! Oh, okay. It. It's Star Wars. I'd give this thing a Dick baker's dozen. The biggest smile. He's like, sure. Let's I'll do it. You want to? No! We can't come stop! Hey, no! Wes, come on. No! We're it's not. Star Wars. No, but that's not how this baker's works. Baker's dozen. No! Baker's <laughs> You don't even pretend. Rachel's coming home and she's be awful mad if you don't give this a baker's dozen. This is gonna cause rifts here. I'm telling her. Listen, baker's dozen, baker's dozen. If I do that, that like lessens not only other Star Wars that are baker's dozens. They're all baker's dozen. They, you can no. Look me in the eye. Yes, I would give all of them a baker's dozen (laughs) in the show. Rise of Skywalker. I'm giving that sucker a baker's dozen. No. I'm doing oh, it. Oh my god. Uh, okay, but if you won't, I'll give it a ten. Okay, that's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna give this a seven seven. That's, let's round that up to a ten. It's <laughs> <laughs> so close, right? I want to, but like it's disingenuous for me. I can't that's do fine. that because otherwise, I'm. <laughs> that's fine. No, you're thinking of it from. Yes. I have from, to segregate um, this from critical. If everything. I was doing movie movie fan, Daniel, I'd probably give it an eight. Sure. But as many flaws as there are in this, at the end of the day, I'm just going to love it to pieces since it is Star Wars. I do want to love it to pieces, and I do love it to pieces. I just... Movie fan Wes and Star Wars fan Wes are the same guy. Oh, <laughs> I got into same. movies for several key ones throughout my life but star wars was a huge one you know and so yeah. it got me into a lot of things in pop culture so i, I have a question yeah, for you yeah, sure don't rank them but where does this land oh my gosh you can't do this no we can't no 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 what does that mean don't rank them but no there's 11 order, star wars movie there's 11 star wars movies where is this that's ranking oh. them that's no a... but you don't have to tell which other ones you would put this above or it's probably right in the middle around like five okay. or six yeah, probably okay. around there. Yeah, very cool. I pfft. listen, guys. Daniel and I play like a Star Wars miniatures game like every other weekend when we have time. It's Daniel true. and I find Star Wars like memes, behind the scenes stuff. We you're in good hands here. We're not leading you astray. We're not yes. gonna just slap a baker's dozen on it and tell you guys to rush out now and see it if you haven't. But dozen. stop it. But. Daniel brought up the best point, I think, for this episode is that if Star Wars is not your thing, or if you're one of those people who has not seen a Star Wars, I think this would be one to watch, check out. And if you like it, if you're vibing with it, give the other ones a try, because there are definitely people out there who either haven't seen it or have Mm -hmm. only seen a few of them, because... Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I was just talking to my coworker about this, because she said she's never seen Star Wars. Any of them? No. And she's 30. And I was like, well... 
don't bother at this point watching the first three. <laughs> yes, because... Whoa! Oh, I'm sorry. Up. You just but, said they were all a baker's no, dozen. But don't bother at 30 years old watching um, the originals because I feel like... The, ori- okay, the originals or the prequels? If you're a mo- Originals. What are you saying to me right now? Who are you? I'm kidding. <laughs> I said go out and do it. What did you but, actually say to her? I said you you're crazy. I her. said you're crazy. No, I told her. I told her this. I was like, "You're floundering now." Get to no, I'm not floundering. Like, I'm I, I said, "Don't bother." But I said, Daniel. "You will enjoy them, but you will get so much more out of them growing up with them." Daniel, you. We're supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. Do you not get more out of watching these movies as a child growing up with them? Yes you were or no? supposed to bring balance okay, to the Force right. and not but anyway, leave it in I darkness. obviously would not suggest the prequels to people who haven't seen Star Wars now. Because they're not going to get any enjoyment out of them. You were my brother, Daniel. Ken. Yes. I loved you. It's just a thing. I think you're going to get way more out of these movies if you grew up with them. Well, no I would shit, tell Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, of course. But don't... This is like the biggest thing ever. I feel like now we're swapping sides here. Where I'm like, I'm sides. unwilling to give this a baker's dozen. But you over there are saying, hey, Oh, those, you don't need to bother with those. Yes, you do. You absolutely you can't. do. Yes. I mean, I would recommend it. Did you? It doesn't sound like you did. I would recommend it. I just wouldn't rush out because... You would get more out of growing up with them. I stand by it. I stand That's by it. like saying, oh, you didn't have bacon as a kid? You don't need to bother with it. Don't even try it. At this point, you're not even going to be nostalgic for the bacon. Bacon has appealed to everyone who enjoys food. This is a very specific this kind of movie. This has appealed to everyone who Wes, enjoys movies. It's if you fine. disagree with that, you're crazy. You're crazy. If Star Wars does not appeal to people who like movies, what the heck are we, what are we here for? What are we? What are we doing here? I don't know. To be honest, I did not expect you to get so upset. I, I'm not really upset, but I'm just surprised. I'm baffled. I think, yeah, I'll just stand by my opinion. Okay. Well, uh, little known fact, a uh, little bagel boy tidbit. Our what first episode was actually on a Star Wars movie. It's out there if you guys want to listen to it. It's garbage audio, and it is on YouTube. And I don't even think we agree with what we said on the episode. It is it is literally just the first time Daniel and I were in front of a microphone and we were like, we have to get this out of the way. We hit record. We recorded an episode on the rise don't of Skywalker. Huh? Don't plug this. I'm just saying like It's a terrible episode. It's funny. People have asked about our origins because it says on Spotify there's episode two. Doesn't make any sense. Nope. Episode nope. one is don't out there it. if you can find it. Don't it's do hiding it. in the shadows. It's bad. It's bad. It's really bad, guys. I don't bad. agree Please. with why, half the things I said bring this in up because it's fun. <sighs> All right. All right. Well, okay. So there we are. Seven point seven. Uh, ten from ten. Daniel. Also, Baker's dozens from Daniel, but he doesn't recommend you see Star Wars if you haven't yet, because. Daniel's That's a crazy not person. Exactly what I meant. Thank you all for listening to the Bagel Boys Show. I've been Wes. And I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me. That is true. Next week, we are continuing our 2016 miniseries with an animated movie from Leica Studios called Kubo and the Two Strings. This is going to be difficult for me because I didn't see Kubo and the One String. <laughs> are you done? I think so. 
you don't want to end this on like some Star Wars thing? You want to end on that joke? I want to end on that joke. You do? Yeah. Okay. Bye, everybody. You really want to end it on that? I want to end it on that. (laughs) Okay, fine.